Hello, Hello and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an eye. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Miss Sharia Mattis. Hey, what's up? Hi, how you doing? I'm Sharia. <laughs> and Mr. Andrew Lazan. Hello. And today we are discussing the movie Connie and Carla, released in 2004, written by Nia Vardalos, directed by Michael Lembeck, about two friends who uh, are dinner theater performers who work at the airport. Uh... <laughs> To witness a murder, and they go on the run, they escape to Los Angeles and find refuge in the drag scene. Oh. That's not even half the plot. <laughs> I think it that covers that that would that make, covered the first twenty minutes. But that would make me want to watch it. We are not even a minute into this podcast and you're already antagonizing me. Andrew. I'm not. I love this movie. Don't wow, but you're antagonizing a, a me, statement. not the movie. How? <laughs> I say two words. Andrew, you gotta and get you closer go, to the You're microphone. not even Covering half of the movie. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. Like that is a very accurate. It's a log line. Log. No, that's what I'm saying. And it still didn't cover how wild this movie got. All right. Well, well tell me some more things about how wild the movie. It's got. a surprise. I know. That's why I have, didn't want to spoil anything. I thought it was like I, I was, said. I said they witness a murder and then. And that was the go. least interesting thing about the movie. They find refuge in the drag scene. <laughs> well, what would your synopsis be? Oh, I don't even know where to begin on that. Oh, okay. Well, I, people in glass I, houses. <laughs> I don't think really much else did happen. I mean, they you found didn't. refuge in the drag scene. Oh. That's, yeah. that's what happened. I think a lot of problematic things happened throughout the course of this that's film. <laughs> oh, we also... Okay, sure. so this movie stars Nia Verdalos of My Big Fat Greek Wedding fame, that's who was also a guest star on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for a minute. She was like a lawyer in one episode. Uh, and she and wrote And I saw it. it she wrote uh, my yeah. She wrote this movie. She mm-hmm. wrote my big fat Greek wedding. Uh, it's her and Tony Collette, our two best friends, Connie and Carla, who perform at airports doing these weird Broadway medleys. Which uh, is which was really fun for which me. Which was incredible. <laughs> it's I lo- about time. I feel like like finally a movie where we get to watch Tony Collette sing for about forty percent of it. And like show tunes. I was like, where did they get this footage of you and me in our freshman dorm? <laughs> I wrote that down. Oh. <laughs> well, we didn't sing. We lip synced. Yeah. We which did is better. Yeah. So you would have been better drag queens, I think. <laughs> oh, we are better drag queens. <laughs> Absolutely. Just in our day to day lives. Okay, so it's Tony Collette near Rodol, who's yeah. Connie and Carla. And then the only other person who really um has any bearing on the plot of the movie is Debbie David. Reynolds? D- oh. <laughs> I- De- Debbie Reynolds with a cameo at the end. Yes. Uh, but also David Duchovny plays Jeff, uh, um, a, a, a homophobic straight man who Nia Verdalos falls in love with for no reason. Well, See, I mean, I- that happens every day. True. I think Fair. Jake was about to say it. I thought Jeff's brother was more important than yeah. David Robert. Duchovny. Yeah, yeah, yeah but was. Jeff got way more like screen time, and he was like, he was yeah. the emotional catalyst for um, a lot of Nia Verdalos' journey, which sure. I'm not even going to refer to them by their character names because it's confusing. They both well, Who's I, who? Yeah, I'm pretty Tony. sure David Duchovny was Connie. <laughs> <laughs> who was Tony? Was Carla? Tony was Tony Carla. Was Carla. Yes, yes, I wrote it down. Yes. Yeah, they don't even need names, but no. Connie and Carla yeah. are their names, and they're. No, I ride for Carla all day, every day. Oh. I hate oh, yeah. Connie. <laughs> yeah, I. I She's couldn't. a loathsome character. Like <laughs> <laughs> her and David Duchovny. No, you're raising your hand. No, some for later. Go. You like uh, Connie? No. So, remember, remember in the the intro to the third act when they're fighting over the in the car, 
Yes. And then yes. And then the reason that the ex-boyfriends show up is because oh, Carla... Oh, because they were on the fucking news, right? Well, no, because no, no, Car- Carla wait. called oh. her Mikey. Oh, my God. And, pay attention. And, That's but right. also, at the same time, Carla was um, giving shit to... Oh, can I say that? Shit? Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Oh, right? thank God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, anything, how am I going to uh, talk about this awful movie without cursing? Anything, uh, you, want, <laughs> anything you want my mom to hear, um, you can say. Okay. Um, I'm no, just she was now giving noticed. shit to Connie about how, like, it's all, like, her fault that she got her, them into this. But the reason that the, the Russians found them was because Carla called Mikey. The Russians? Wait. Whoa, wait. wait. Nia or Tony called the boyfriend. Tony. 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 Tony called well, because Mikey. She actually was in love with him. Yeah, and then yeah. they're fighting in the warehouse, which is now that they work for the Russian guy. They were Russian. That's a coincidence. I'm assuming. They yeah, were they, were. they were. They were. Or it one was, of them was. It I was 2004. Down. I'm I just, assuming they were Russian. I'm just. I just wrote down that they were Eastern European. Fair. Uh, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, right, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but um, the one thing I wish we got to explore more was the I'm going to just call him Russian the Russian guy's love for musical theater <gasps> I agree so good I loved him okay yeah. so, for our, so for our listeners who have not seen this movie which which in my opinion you absolutely should even mm. though it wasn't very good no I would like I don't think I, it I was, disagree I don't think it was good but I would recommend it like I think that I would recommend punishment <laughs> if you wanted something that was absolutely bonkers from yeah. start to finish, watch this movie. Oh. Within the first two minutes of this movie, I just had one note for the first couple minutes that just said, so much is happening, dot, dot, dot. What a truly genreless movie. Again? Because it, it follows in Tony. the Australian tradition of movies with no genre because <laughs> it begins with a flashback. Movies with no genre are called Australian movies. <laughs> and honestly, as, like, I, it started with a flashback and I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. Because of I, Tony and Nia in like middle school. But like, it was only a 30 and second singing. flashback. And I hate that. I don't know why. It's one of, oh. I, I they hate They were doing that, Oklahoma. I hate that trope. <laughs> Your thing, you have the same thing that I have with voiceover narration, which is yes. I don't have a reason to not stand it, but I absolutely I just don't, cannot stand I'm it. I'm like I, it's just like I'm not gonna care about these characters as a kid. I want to care about them in the story that's so wait, being told. You don't like the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl? No, I don't care about them. <laughs> it's no, but everyone's the same actor except for Keira Knightley is twelve, and Orlando Bloom is twelve. That's an important scene. It is not. It is. She I, finds his I body. totally forgot about they're it bonded, until you reminded me of they're it. They're bonded for life. But I got more chemistry from Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. Well, I don't duh. remember a single thing about any of the Parasitic That's my favorite. Movies. That's my problematic um, fave movie. Jeffrey <laughs> Rush loves apples. Oh That's the whole God. movie. That's such a good It's just Jeffrey such Rush a good movie. And it has a genre. Magic Pudding, right? Yes, he was the okay. he was Jeffrey Rush was in an Australian cartoon that we covered on this podcast called The Magic Pudding. That's about, his greatest about a pudding that's <laughs> <laughs> about a sentient pudding that That a, is the biggest asshole. Did of I miss all something time. in Sausage Party? In what? Ew. Sausage Party? Oh, <laughs> Leave me I, I I I wish that you weren't on this podcast. <laughs> Y'all are gonna fight by the end of this, and I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, <laughs> let's let's get let's Honestly, get back to the plot a little okay. bit. Okay. Oh wait, I had before to, we continue. That's what the writer should have said. <laughs> <laughs> she did, and it was wrong because she just included so much Jeff. I'm such a I'm such a fan of Nia Vardalos. I'd never heard of her before. <gasps> You've never seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding? Why would I have seen that? 
because it, it, it actually because is a classic. It's it's actually classic. great. I know, but you know I haven't John seen John Corbin anything. is in it. I know. He's, IMDb he's told me that he was in it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right, because the trivia for this movie. Because Tony was also, you know, of course, in that There's one. an IMDb trivia for this movie that's like, uh, it's like John Corbett has been in things with two cast members of yeah. this movie. He did the My Big Fat Greek Wedding. With Mia Vardalos and United States of Terror with Tony Collette. And I was like, wow, how The trivia section was a little empty. I wanted to see some bleak. controversies. I wanted bad. to see if there were actually queer people involved with the production. There weren't. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of the <laughs> it background was. It was 2004. Was. There I, definitely you know, wasn't. Do you oh, know yeah, Alec Moppa. Do you know when I knew that there was not a single member of the LGBT community involved with the making of this movie? Because that it was 2004? Scene, that, that, yes. And yeah. that scene where one of the drag queens says that as a drag queen, you can't name yourself. Oh my God, what? That is so dumb. <laughs> that was, like, was so... Wait, remember he didn't end up even getting a name. Oh my God. Oh, he didn't that was even get a name the, by the they, end. By the, like, they made it a constant plot It was point. the worst ga- running gag, and I was like, oh, well, at least he's going to get one a of, name at the end. Nope. One of yeah. my um, custom awards was best drag name. For what? For what? Well, you have to wait well, till the, oh, wait wait the end. Okay. Oh, well, don't yeah. tease us like that. Anything, right? Okay, so... Let's talk about the Rotten to Tomatoes ra- score. To wrap up some... Yeah. 44%. Wow. What? That's a lot more than But 92% deserves. of Google users liked this movie. Yeah. That makes sense. How, how do you not? And Roger Eber gave it a 1.5 out of 4. I well, read he, his review. He's old. Oh, and he not, died. Exactly. Yeah. But he liked Cloud Atlas, so I like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was um there was some movie that we hated that Roger Ebert loved. Oh, The Paul Bearer. We watched this movie about this like sociopathic Ross it. from Friends who gets a phone call uh, being like, "Hey, it's your best friend's mom. Uh, he just killed himself." And Ross is like, "Oh, my best friend who?" And she says like, "Whatever, like Walter Chamberlain." And Ross does not recognize the name, but she says, we need you to give a eulogy and be a pallbearer at the funeral. And he just says yes, just because he wants to see what happens. And then he continues to pretend to have been this dead man's best friend who he does not know. And then he sleeps with the dead guy's mom. And he's also in love with Gwyneth Paltrow. That's why he was And he's the also in love friend. with Gwyneth Paltrow. And Roger <laughs> Ebert gave it like four out of four stars. Are you... <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, Roger Ebert hated Rocky too, so you know yeah. what I mean. It was you a know. comedy, though. Rocky. It was like, not a no, comedy. No, 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 the, <laughs> the Paul Bearer. The Paul Bearer. The it Paul was supposed was... to be. I, I just keep of course forgetting it was a things it was about like David Schwimmer in the nineties. I know. Oh, yeah. The, 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 thing for the fact. Peace, the, the fact that he was acting so sociopathic was so played for laughs, but not yeah. even in an, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to go I off like on a that rant movie. About how much I Remember how I liked it, and it was like the third, my third favorite, a few movies ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, a few movies ago. Well, there's okay. Okay, so okay, so Rotten Tomatoes score. Is there something that you wanted to say about that, that besides it. the fact that it was forty four percent? Okay, so to wrap Which up, some, is low in my opinion. To wrap up some threads, <laughs> that, it should have been much higher. That we lost track of earlier on in the recording of this podcast. The Eastern European uh, right. like hitmen who are after Tony and Mia. One of them gets sent across the country to go to every dinner theater in the country and see if he can <laughs> find them. And throughout the course of his, this is just like one like forty five second scene every fifteen minutes. That's just him in like some like <clears throat> nowhere town watching dinner theater productions of like Paint Your Wagon, mm-hmm. and 
just falling in love with musical theater. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He becomes so cultured. The and sing then at along one point, to Mame yes. with the sing entire along to oh, dinner yeah, no, theater wait, is singing like, along to Mame. Yes. And I'm like, who's ever done it's that? It's every single dinner theater he goes to, they're all doing Mame, I think. <laughs> so, well, as we know, that. You know, there's trends in theater. He that also tracks. he also goes through Broadway mm. and discovers yeah. his love of Rent. It was and all so these nice. Oh, his, that is the movie review. that I wanted to see. His, <laughs> his review of Rent was excellent. Yes. <laughs> it, it, he he says something. He I said, wish that I'd written down. He's like, you wouldn't think that it would be relatable, but it touches on themes that we can all find something <laughs> yes, in yeah. common with. It's like it's very no, nuanced. Yeah, he, says, <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I saw Rent, which was surprising, which is all I wrote down." But <laughs> I love seeing like 2003. Broadway shows. Oh my god! Because they were all iconic. Yeah, I wrote them down. Um, Thoroughly Modern Millie, um, G- Bernadette Peters in Gypsy. That's a big deal. Um, the producers, and then he mentions Hairspray, which mm-hmm. kind of ties into this movie a little. Wasn't bit. it like the opening of Hairspray too? Yeah, it would have been like the first year. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I could just, I know we've, oh, no. we've gone over oh, the bullet points, yeah. but let me just go back to one of the bullet points about the lack of. I'm not sure how many queer people were involved oh. in the making of this film. Oh, yeah, keep finish what you're saying because oh. I have something to add on. Oh, but, but yeah. like, there were definitely no drag queens involved in the making of this film. Oh, not no. at all. They made up their own drag queen lore. And, like, yeah. like it was like, that's not necessary. Like, and yeah. then the idea, even the premise of the film, that, that these drag queens would be so aghast at live singing drag in 2004. Like, where have y'all been? In L.A.? Where yeah. have y'all been? Like, this is really, <laughs> this is, they, they should have asked one drag queen before they put all this yeah. money behind the movie. Somebody would have been like, oh, we could make this good. And the beat was off, too. They're, 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 the, the, oh, yeah. the makeup was off, except for Tony. Tony was like, hold up, I need a glow. Glossy lower Yo, lip for one she of the scenes. She looked amazing. Was... Yeah, she looked yeah. like Alaska Thunderfuck for real. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> like Alaska <laughs> owes her money. I swear. I'm really glad we have <laughs> a guest Jake's who knows listening. about some drag. Queens. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm wearing my okay, I'm wearing my that. Sasha Velour shirt oh, wow. because oh, it is more relevant to drag than Connie and Carla could ever hope to be. <laughs> That's an interesting yeah. conversation. Um, I would like to talk about that as well. Real quick, I looked up the guy who plays Robert, and he is gay in real life. So at okay. least he had okay. some oh, kind of. I and like Alec him. Mappa. Um, we're not gonna. Who is that? Alec Mappa and Cream. <laughs> Alec Mappa, oh. the inimitable Alec Mappa, was played in Cream. Played in Cream, yes, beautifully, and was the second shining star of this well, film. No, he besides was the Tony only Collette. one that actually seemed like um, he knew what he was talking about. Yes, but he's not a drag queen. Right, but, but like, at least he's he seen was, drag. And he, yeah, he he talked. I don't know. It was interesting because obviously drag culture has changed so much in the last yes. ten years due to RuPaul's Drag Race, and it's become mainstream in a way where a lot more people know about. It. I mean, I didn't know about drag until I watched Drag Race, and I like really I didn't know a lot, and I did research since then, and I've seen drag and whatever, and it's not the same as it is. But like, I used to be. In like an internalized homophobia kind of way. If we're gonna get real on this podcast, do it. Um, do it. I used to think drag was literally this movie, and so I wasn't interested in it because I was like, oh my god, it's all just like very campy um, show tunes, which I do like. But I thought that's literally all it was, and I was like, I don't really like necessarily vibe with that all the time. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was literally this, and then when I found watch Drag Race, I find I see like all different types and blah blah blah. I my eyes were opened. Obviously, this kind of drag is important 
does have a place in like like campy like show tune drag. Yes. Not I mean this is not this movie. movie. Not written, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like you know like Divine or whatever like John Waters type stuff. But like not through the lens of Nia Vardalos mm. necessarily. But I appreciate that she, um, like that she uh, was a, like an ally and wanted to actually put drag in a movie. I, like not in the best I, way, but like. <laughs> I feel like 2004, yeah, I'm not giving anybody any slack here, but she it's, wanted to do it. I it guess was, y'all are it young. It is a tough movie to do in 2004. Oh, yeah, I'm 14. I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, Shiri, Because I was around for 2004. I'm 18. Why? Mind your business. You're 18? How okay. dare you? She <laughs> was around for 2004. No, I was born we in We were all around for 2004. <laughs> like, I was paid. Like, you know, Will and Grace was out in 2004. True. No, yeah, Let's not I, give Nia Varda Listen. I know what you're saying. Like, let's Let, not give her you, too much. That movie is flat out homophobic and regressive, except for like a few bright little moments. But it's yeah. homophobic and regressive. It would have been fine in '95. She probably wrote it in '95. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then forgot to update it. But like, no, no, I feel you. Like, for some, uh, it must have been a really like interesting. But what a sad introduction to what drag is. And also, I mean, but I really thank you for sharing that because it just shows how truly harmful this film is if you <laughs> if you saw that movie and was like oh this is if this is drag i don't mm. want no part of it but i i feel that and drag and also i think it's interesting to have this around because drag has changed and become so oh, mainstream yeah. and people it's almost to the point of like it's it is in the mainstream and in this movie they do explore like people hating drag queens uh-huh. yeah. like it doesn't explore the internalized homophobia like a lot of gay men end up right. hating drag queens they don't explore that as much but that is a real thing. People's family not wanting to come and see them in drag. Like, that's a real thing that, thank God, is happening less and less mm-hmm. thanks, to the, thanks to the exposure that drag is, has, has gotten. So it's, it exists sort of as a nice little homophobic time capsule. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's definitely of its time. Yeah, it was, it's, it's of a time before this it's time. Of its, it's, of its, uh, it's of its land before time. It's of its land before time. You are old. <laughs> you remember Land Before Time. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I, the, yeah, I, what were we talking about? I don't know. Because I'm just what curious, I guess, as to, um, like, how drag was perceived in mainstream culture in 2004. Right. Because cause, cause we were literal children. Mm. Yeah. So I do. So I don't like. I I don't really have yeah, any perception what of what the per set. Yeah. Of yeah, because I, I think that I learned. Admittedly, I learned about drag before anybody else in my fifth grade class sure. because I watched the movie Rent. Mm. Oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saying, I was seventeen when I watched Rent, so that, that was. Oh, because you're older I'm than from, me. I'm from like a very like rustic town. <laughs> rustic. I'm from a rustic town. I watched Rent. I'm from a red town. I'm from Bed-Stuy. It's Mad Rustic. Bed-Stuy, Bed-Stuy. Oh, yeah, you own Mad Rustic, the bar in Bed-Stuy. That is so sad, yes. That is not what Bed-Stuy was when Um, I was coming up. But I guess, like, because to to my, like, uh, I I guess to my detriment, my perception of, um, I guess, of, like, homophobia and transphobia is that um, it... My perception of that is very basic because I wasn't around to perceive anything that was going on in 2004, really. Like, all I knew was, like, gay was being used as an insult in my Mm -hmm. elementary school. And then around, like, 
Now that I think about it, I think that my perception of how homophobia has progressed in America is entirely dependent on whatever like five block radius I find myself in. Because <laughs> my instinct was just to say that homophobia stopped being a thing in September of 2013. But that's just when I started going to college. Right. With like a 90 percent gay population. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, because it's it's the sort of thing where I'm like, well, because my instinct was to say, well, I don't know if like Drag Race was on TV in 2004. Was so. not. No, yeah, when did that yeah. come out? 2008? Eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's way so earlier than way I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. But even the first season. Well, the first season doesn't count. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Bibi Sahara. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people did on not account. fight <laughs> to win the first season. The people on account, but they, a bit, you know what I mean. No, I feel you. I feel I you. That Goshen first... blur that was yeah. <laughs> applied to the. I don't all the think scenes. the first season of anything counts. <sighs> True, especially Parks and Rec. Except the Good Place. Except the Good Place. Sure. On tonight at nine. Game of Thrones. All right. And How to get away with life. murder? Yes. Also on tonight. Also, uh, also <laughs> any TV show that's based on a book because. In the first season, right. they cover the entire book, and then, and then where like, do we go what from now? <laughs> For like Handmaid's Whoops. Tale and Big yes. Little Lies, they were like, uh, "Oh shit!" Like people watched it. Like, yeah. oh really? People watched this Hulu series starring Elizabeth Moss and Alexis Bledel. How crazy <laughs> that you now have to come up with a concept for a second season. Well, That's... considering that the one with the the book movie book series with James Franco died so hard they are Wait, i can't what? What? there was the the one where james franco saves jfk from no being that's only one book i know that's what i'm saying the handmaid's yeah tale. but it was the handmaid's tale. but it was supposed to be a limited series yeah i think that's so no was one handmaid's watched tale it and, and so was big little i watched when it. they people watched the handmaid's tale they were like ah shoot what do we do now it's the sort of thing where it was planned to be a limited series but then they made too much money off of it so they like were like now we life. have to keep going yeah, yeah. Capitalism. Uh, anyway, you I know what, like this podcast. You know what they say? Life is like a patio door. Um, <laughs> you never know which side is going to be open and which side is the glass. That is a beautiful. That's that was beautiful. That's what, what Connie says that, in the movie. Yes. Yeah. At one moment, does she say that? When they're driving away in their way in their getaway wigs. <laughs> <laughs> this is as they're leaving Chicago. Le- yeah, leaving yep. Chicago with yeah. their moms are lesbian. They're yeah. <laughs> I. They like live together with their moms. Okay, so there when- was so much sexual that. energy between Connie and Carla. <gasps> no, there wasn't. <sighs> it's just Tony Collette. She just <laughs> she, she just attracts sexual no, energy. She does. She's <laughs> so sensual with, with every with everyone she acts opposite yeah. of. Oh, I mean, not to kill the fun, but I'm gonna kill the fun. Yeah. Um, can we talk about like how pissed off faux queens or femme queens would be about this film? Like, oh, like my god, my god! Uh, like, yeah. like they used to be called bio queens, I but know. I think that's not cool anymore. I think they just call faux queens or diva queens. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the new term. Yeah, faux you, queens, femme queens. Can you explain to me what that is? Oh, just cis women who do drag. Yeah. Oh. Yes, oh. and and trust and believe. Like, if you're a cis woman who does drag, you're gonna have to come with a beat and a wig. Not like this. Not this half ass no. shit. I honestly, I didn't <laughs> even like know that that was a thing. Oh, oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Michelle Visage. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That would an homage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, she, uh, I don't know any personally, but I know they do perform. I've seen, I've seen one perform in Brooklyn, but I don't I, get to go to drag as much anymore. But. Yeah, same. I'm broke and tired. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tip them. You gotta tip. You them. gotta tip them. You gotta and go out after a, 9 p.m. So there's actually a, a good drag show in Brooklyn. 
Oh, one. One? Well, one that I know of that I've been to. <laughs> Which one? Uh, it's at Bazaar. I've never been on there. Myrtle Ave. We should go. We will. All right. What's the drag's name? Um, no, they. Wow, this drink is <laughs> good. <laughs> the one, the singular drag. Oh, I used to go to. Um, I'll plug some drag queens. I used to go to this Macri Park, Mondays on Mondays, uh, drag show, on Mondays, and that was fun. They let amateur drag performers get up there and do it, which is always cool. That's cool. Chris um, used to take me. Oh. Have you ever done drag? Anybody in this room? No. Um, actually, no. oh wait, yes, I have. What am I talking about? Kind of, but uh, not on the pod. You've not done drag on the pod. No, no, I'm not going to talk about it on the pod. Well, no. Look it up. Look it up. To... Naked pictures. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> are you afraid to be who you are? No, 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 no. What no. are you hiding? I just didn't feel like it was. I just didn't think it was appropriate to be on the to like a story to be on the pod. This is I... the most appropriate We're story for this drag. episode of the pod, and it's like. It's our podcast. Show us the pictures now. <laughs> I mean, I put my phone on. That's okay. We'll oh, talk about it we'll later. Talk about and it. when did you do drag? Uh, in college, uh, we had like some. I was a part of the like LGBTQ like progressive students union. Sure. We're not going to accomplish anything, but let's all get together. <laughs> Club, and they had a, a charity show, and me and a dude that I was. I can say fucking, right? I can, yeah. I, I, the, the dude that you I was fucking. It's just Jake's mom We did a... Hi, Jake's mom. We did a little <laughs> performance to Neil Diamond's Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Oh, and I was in. I was a drag king and he was a drag queen. He looked gorgeous and I looked like Al Sharpton. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first and last time I did wow. drag. It's hard. Have you done drag, Sam? I have not. I think... Mm. I can't even do regular makeup. I think you'd be good at makeup. it. <laughs> It's I, not about the makeup. It's about the, the It's about soul. the makeup. It's about the makeup. <laughs> it's about the makeup. Okay, that's like the only so reason I things. can't go on Drag Race tomorrow is that I could never be my face. I can lip sync. I can perform. I'm funny. For right? me, it was the heels. Oh, I love That's I fine. Could, oh, I, I can't walk heels. in heels Yeah, either. I couldn't. You that, just get a little drunk and then you um, do it. I, when I did it, I was 17, so there, I wasn't able to get drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> Biologically? <laughs> By law. <laughs> But I um uh I've done Halloween drag of course, you know. Oh yeah. I was that's Ursula last year. Oh, that must work. be fun. You also hard. did a uh, drag on uh, the web series Hard Feelings that we're both on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole episode about drag and expressing your. Go ahead, yourself. shameless plug. Go ahead, work. Shameless plug. I mean, it's been out for over a year. So if you haven't <laughs> seen it yet, then I don't know what you're doing. If you haven't seen it yet, then don't you fucking dare watch. It's only. <laughs> What are you, some kind of fake? Fuck it's you. only one season because it's based on a book. It's, a- <laughs> I'm just kidding. it's not based on a book. It's based on two books. It's based on the book of Job. Life. <laughs> Real life, kind of. It's based on the book of Matthew. Ooh, I want to make a four-part can we Gospel talk about? Can we okay. talk about the movie again? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This terrible movie. One, that okay, one thing that I want to bring up about the movie. You. One thing that I want to bring up about the movie. Something that did trouble me about this movie is this idea that Sharia touched on earlier that everybody is so like shocked when they do drag. They're like in in such a way where they're like, oh, this is good. And there's this th- there's this sort of attitude mm. that permeates this that that's kind of like these two cis women are better at drag than the queens who have been doing it for like a long time. That's true. Which I feel like sort of plays into this idea that um, drag is 
just like an imitation of women. So then like who would be better to do drag than women ignoring the idea that drag is its own thing. My that wig. like yeah, oh, my like same. my edges are gone and I can't afford it. I can't <laughs> afford it, but you snatch but them. But also like specifically when they first show up uh in LA and oh. they do this weird performance Another Liza. They do cabaret. <laughs> And during the performance, I was like, I feel like this should be better. Yes. Right. For the reactions that were taking place. Yes. It was pretty, like... It, <laughs> Underwhelming. It, it was pretty... Yes. Yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. They just stood there. It was there. pretty conventional. They, did, yeah. they weren't even acting. They like, weren't if, acting. Like, if they'd been acting, if they'd been going through, like, an emotional journey now, or whatever... Now, I think Tony was way better at acting the songs than... Yes. Oh, for sure. But can yeah. I say, oh, like, Tony. it and is then... very possible to do, even though, like, the... Wait, they did maybe this time, right? Maybe. Yes, they did. They okay. sure did. Because I was right. about to say, like, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched <laughs> Gina Gershon performing the oh, title song from Cabaret, this. you need to because it's not a song that I have typically regarded as being very emotionally driven, but she makes it so distressing and so, like, just out of this world yeah. like connected to her own emotional journey that I was like oh my god so coming to this performance with that <laughs> as my like baseline I was like if you're not at least as good as Gina Gershon come on then why bother it's Same. like when they did Don't Rain on My Braid if you're not at if least as good as Naya Rivera <laughs> Oh, that's not right. My I'm gonna take my snaps back. <laughs> you have not seen <laughs> no, I her thought you do were it. Say uh, Barbara. Barbara. No, come on. Barbara come loves on. Barbara loves like Roman Plans. Barbara could not <gasps> hold a candle to Don't ruin Barbara Rivera. for me. <laughs> oh no, it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Sorry. That's different. Okay. We all have okay, complicated wait, feelings wait. about Michael. Andrew, you've been raising your hand for the past oh, like couple minutes. Oh no, this fine. It's already like you were gonna defend them. I was not gonna defend them Cabaret. exploiting um, the gays and being better than them. Yes. Well, now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> to be also a note there though, I don't like you know because like there is a whole there is a real actual attitude in like a lot of gay clubs where it's like we hate women. Get off the stage, which actually they exaggerated, but it is it is kind of there and it's very toxic. It's more of like an older generational type thing, because nowadays millennials and everybody's like, everyone's gay and everyone is everything and like let's have fun. But like a lot of the older creepy ones are like, women are terrible, and that was in the movie. There was a little of that. So there I think was... Nia had some feelings about that. So that's why she there's, wrote it. Yes, there's also like a faux feminist through line wherein like <clears throat> even like Tony Collette has a line that says it where it's like, we have to dress up like men to be heard in our body positivity oh, yeah. messaging. I was like, I don't know if I'm Not ready the right to co-sign. <laughs> exactly. And like, and, and also. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, I get, I get, I get, what is this it, argument? It, it like, I I would love to see this movie made today. You know what it and was? And it would be totally yeah. different. Yes. Yeah. They yes. would because two, two they... faux queens killing it. And live it might singing. even be it might actually be watchable. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even like Tony Collette should still star in it. And yes. there were oh, even sure. like yes, Tony Collette should star in it. She was not the problem. She she's, was excellent she's in this terrible yeah. movie. Like, and, <laughs> look, to be real, like I'm really appreciative that you asked me to be on this podcast. Say, Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. But I just came here to fight y'all. That movie was so <laughs> bad. Like halfway through, I was like, I give up. I'm gonna just call them and be like, I'm sick. I'm allergic I, to bad cinema. I, I, felt, I felt the same way. And it's like it got to the 20 minute point. I'm like, do I really have to finish this? But the first 20 minutes were so because I needed to know what happened next. <laughs> but then, wait, but that scene that you mentioned, or you mentioned, I'm sorry, I, 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 I smoke a lot of weed. But like... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jake's mom. So, Hi, Jake's she mom. She lived in Colorado. Yeah, she knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, there was like that scene in the car that like the emotional, mm. like mm. whatever. Where, but like Tony... Like that, 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 the peak. Yes, the yeah. emotional peak of the, of the <laughs> terrible film. But Tony Collette is giving you Oscar winning performance. She's giving her all. She's like, you know what I mean? She's like speaking these terrible lines with commitment. And I was like, if Tony can lend her talents to this shitty film, so can I. <laughs> and I be and by talent, I mean like and sitting on my I ass and watching know it. The producer that greenlit this in two thousand and four. Right. I think it was the sort of thing where um, after my big fat Greek wedding was so good, some studio was just like Nia Vardalos, you can do whatever you want. They were it like, was a blank check else? type. Thing. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. And she was like, Oh, I'll dust this off. And they right. should have put a decimal point in that check. <laughs> it was similar to like this is also from IMDB. Um, some like it hot. Have anyone seen that? I yeah. love that film. Excuse me. Well, it's I not, obviously not did, as good. But well, wait, did you have to watch it for Strauss's movement class? Yeah. Okay. Strauss is one of their professors at Marymount. Oh, for, they know. For those... The audience Our knows. Listeners know. For Jake's mom, in case I, you didn't know. She's met her. I, I, I talk shit about Professor Strauss every week on this podcast. I think my mom met her when I was on the Dean's List. Oh, <laughs> word. Freshman year. Nerd. Wow. <laughs> she, like... Awarded Professor me. Strauss, who, by the way, um, ran away when I tried to say goodbye to her on the final day of my senior year. Wait, I don't think we've ever said her name before. We no, we have. She. We definitely have. She honestly is my mom. I edit. Uh, no, I mean, she's my mom. Ma- my other mom. Wow, Jake's uh, mom is having wow, a rough yeah. day. So <laughs> she's my um, Jake's mom. If you're she's looking for a new son, uh, she's going to my shouldn't. DMs are open. And nobody who currently goes to Marymount is listening to us. Everybody we know there. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, but, so uh, but but I tried to say goodbye to <laughs> Professor Strauss on the last day of my senior year. She and I had had some problems you throughout did. my time at Marymount. You, you guys were she hated so, me in well, freshman year they. when I when I had her for movement. Um, she low key like was campaigning for me to quit the acting program for all oh freshman God. year, and then I did. And um, I think they all have to pick someone to campaign for. Though. Yeah, I, I I quit the acting program immediately. <laughs> to Professor Strauss's like, like a presidential race. They do. Yes. They someone to campaign to quit. Like, yeah. Yeah, that no, that's how it I works. I want to see like the, like the all posters the fact- that are like get rid of Samantha Prost. No, yeah, all the teachers, <laughs> all the teachers are like, okay, everyone, they all have you their, have like, a year and a half to like pick someone, get in their head, make them quit the BFO. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was very obvious that this movie was made in 2004 when they shoved the David Duchovny and Connie Roma- like romance yeah. storyline like down our throat. Like it didn't fit. It was in a totally different movie so than, so than the one we were watching. Yeah. It was so unnecessary and so forced. And neither of, well, he, she was interesting enough, I guess, because she was like the but lead. He but wasn't. he was not at all. No. And that whole thing wasn't developed, one, in an interesting way or at all. Also, okay, 
Yes, I have um one of my notes. I thought that Tony uh, and David were going to get together. Why? Why? Because because the first <laughs> because the first time we ever see David Duchovny's character is Tony like bumping into him. No, 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 no that was, was Mia Bartolos. Oh yeah. okay, okay, you didn't recognize her in drag. Wow. Okay, because I'm offended because, on Tony yeah. Collette's behalf. Because <laughs> I have a, okay, because I have a note that says, "Oh, Carla has a mute." meet cute with a stalker because the first time we ever see him he's outside of like what we later find out is his brother's apartment talking on a cell phone being like all right i came by your apartment you weren't here i guess i'll have to run into you sometime and i was like "Uh uh-uh like gift of fear just because he sounds pleasant on the phone that doesn't mean that he's not fully stalking somebody who doesn't want to be found this movie was true 2004 when it was a phone call not a text true well i would call my brother uh if he was not my, my brother doesn't even Snapchat me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're friends. I don't have any brothers. Um, I am uh, best friends <clears throat> with your sister on Snapchat. I know. We got the yellow heart today. I, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Snapchat best friends. I miss um, knowing what everyone else is. Yeah, but nobody. But, but yeah, nobody... yeah, you don't know anyone else's. Yeah. Like when you find out someone is sexting not one but two people. <gasps> That's that was the that was the gag. I feel like this Snapchat discourse is ageism, honestly. I think <laughs> Which <laughs> as, way? As the auntie of the room who doesn't know how to work Snapchat. No, but I we don't know we don't know anymore. Yeah, nobody oh, even okay. uses Snapchat anymore. Oh, is that over now? Yeah, no, yeah. that's why well, I don't it, use it. Now it's I think they just <laughs> moved on to Gen Z. Did I miss some? I still use Snapchat. Did I miss something? Nah, TikTok's the hot shit now. Oh, yeah, TikTok. Well, they, I literally I think only... Snapchat, Wait, did you though. not approve TikTok when I sent you a TikTok the other day and you were like, don't make you me have TikTok? TikTok? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not 16 years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't post anything. I just I think, watch everything. Sam, I think no. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have to get a TikTok. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Are you trying because... to lure in a 17-year-old? No, no. no. <laughs> I just feel like I, I, feel like I have filters. so much content that I just... Because like it is nobody, the new Vine. It's the new it Vine. New Vine was my... You you remember mm. my Vines. Jake used to have really good, like, surreal, so weird, of so Of our friend Gina, edge. like, walking around with, oh, like, a, with, with, like, a sun-kissed, like, cardboard box over her, her head. Her head running around, like, um... Running our around our dorm. Dancing, doing jumping jacks, like, laying on the floor, singing oh. and whispers. Oh. I saw Gina this weekend, <clears throat> and she still does that. So. Well, yeah, but I was capturing it and putting it out there for Vine. Mm-hmm. And I just in quick six second bursts. Gina's vine was pretty lit too, back in the day. Gina had a really good vine. Vine was I. So I don't even know how TikTok works. But maybe the Tony Awards should get a TikTok. I'd watch it. Sam. What? Tony Awards TikTok. Do you want to get one? No. All right. So Uh, so where are we in the plot? Okay. Oh, okay. So I just want to point out there was one uh, thing. Where they were singing a song from Evita, oh, and they had this. Tra- this is the best part of the movie. And they had some transition that I think was supposed to be really, um, like resonant, because they just stand in one place yes. as with as with the rest of their performances for all of it. But at one point, they very dramatically, they're both standing at two microphones. And at one point, they just very dramatically switch spots and switch oh, microphones. I thought you were and choreography then, like, girl. And then there's like a key change, and I'm like, was that supposed to be? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the most amazing part of the movie when the camera's behind them and then they reach like the the final chorus of the song and they 
throw their arms up in the air and the entire yep. bar stands oh up God. on their feet with their arms in the air and sings, <laughs> don't cry for me. That was oh, I so good. That. That, yeah. was, that was pretty. I that also, was so good. Something else that bothered me about this, because I did lo- I, I did really like all their performances. I really liked yeah, it was great. being like, ooh, like which song are they going to do they next? A, I really wanted them to do like Into the Woods or Sweeney Todd or something. Very surprising lack of Stephen Sondheim in this yeah, movie. Well, it's I hard. Thought. The rhythm is hard, maybe. It um, is, but also like, fucking do it. If you're such good drag queen, <laughs> Then right? do then, they weren't good drag then queens. do like a patter so a patter but something that the last uh, midnight so, so, <laughs> they should have done last midnight they should have done ladies who lunch come on now oh like, my god <laughs> so many missed opportunities well, okay in let's this play film. what would they have done they should have done movie? send in the clowns <gasps> With from full on Simpsons? cloud makeup. No, and that's from how they, the Simpsons. That's oh, how God. they come out. <laughs> yes. At the end, they take their makeup the off. Yes, with send in the clown. This movie okay, would we're have been remaking so much it. better if we had her in it. Yes. Uh, no, but let's talk about what was remake? in the movie okay, now. So oh, yeah. What songs something... would they have done? If Dog shit they was what's in have... the movie <laughs> No, like if they had made it today, what new Broadway standards would be in it? Waving through a window, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, if they did this <laughs> now. And Good morning, they Baltimore. did like. Although I want Boris MacGyver, who was the the guy that loved all the the. Oh, the Eastern European I want European him back in the remake. Yes. Oh, definitely. The played, remake is his film. Played by Anthony Kerrigan. No, played by Boris MacGyver. Like I need him. Like just the same guy over and over right. again. Bless your IMDb knowledge. Yes, <laughs> give him to, the yeah. respect he deserves. He looks so familiar, and this? I had to look him up. The the, the Russian, Russian guy that loves the Boris MacGyver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boris MacGyver. Yes, yeah. I loved him in that thing. <laughs> but I really thought so. My thing, I I wrote down at one point. I was like, okay, so this guy who lo- like fell in love with the- like musical theater, when they finally get caught, was gonna stand up against. Oh, and uh, and yeah, yeah because yeah, he but like he, he becomes he so didn't. entranced by their performance that he's like, I can't let this happen. And that but didn't they happen. And let I him felt... get fucking arrested. And then yeah, the... I felt wait. so let down by that. Like, why did I watch him fall in love with musical theater if nothing was going to come from it? No, no, it? no. Something does come from it. At the end, as he's being hauled off by the cops, he asks if they need for a, a role he's like, in their drag. Yeah. yeah. Theater. Like, first of all, how nobody's seen you get dressed. No one has yeah. seen you put on a wig. We don't know if you can walk in heels. And you tried to kill us. So, like, there are multiple reasons why we so should you're hire you. White <laughs> exactly right. man. White men. White mm-hmm. hitman. <laughs> I also thought straight. it was, uh, I thought that it was slightly, slightly sociopathic how um, Connie and Carla like forced this club owner to undergo oh major renovations I when he was so already living in abject poverty. <laughs> it's okay because he was her husband in real life. Oh, no, yeah. but it doesn't Never make it okay in the story. Wait, what? The guy who plays the club owner is Javi- He's also Javier on Felicity, life. and he plays a gay but man. But can we talk about how sad his life was? He was like taking so out sad. loans from his mom because <laughs> Nia Cavarla, what is her name? Nia Vardalos. Vardalos. Nia Vardalos started construction on his own building without his knowledge. I want to say something to an earlier point you just made. Um, I love musical theater. I fell in love with it, and nothing has come of that. What do you mean? <laughs> so it makes sense that nothing would come of the Eastern Europeans' yeah. love for musical yeah, theater. No, but futile. I, in real life, I don't if you dance. develop a love for I musical taking theater, voice lessons. nothing happens. It's the end of the road for well, me. I have obviously, to film. Obviously, but in a story sense, like he should have been like, I'm going to stand up against this. Sure. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Debbie like, Reynolds should have done something. Debbie Reynolds, Debbie Reynolds did, did everything. Thing. She yeah. sold that shit. She sang oh, the hell out of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, we'll get to she that. She gave us the red glitter jumpsuit, okay? Did it matter? She did. Oh, yes. Um, she um, um, did. She oh, did. oh fuck. It was so important. Oh, my God. And it was a good. Oh, no. I mean, I'm obviously She did MAME. No, 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 no. No, she, she almost did MAME. No, 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 no. They were doing MAME when they arrived. Gypsy, maybe? No, it wasn't Gypsy. It was. um. They did Gypsy, though. They did Let Me Entertain You. No, but Debbie Reynolds sings an iconic song that is not a Demi- Debbie Reynolds I, Yeah, it's standard, an iconic song. But it's not her. I'm going to see if it's on oh, girl. the Wikipedia. Because I know I? that the Wikipedia page had like a list. Of all I have oh, for Debbie it. Reynolds is Rest in Peace, What a Goddess. Right? That's well, all I can Rest in Peace, of. What a Goddess. Oh, oh But, okay, I loved Demi. Okay, because first of all. Demi Reynolds. One Demi. Of my, Demi Reynolds. <laughs> That's my One track of- name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved it because she's the one who forces them to tell the truth at the end. Mm-hmm. If Debbie Reynolds hadn't bullied, okay, so at the end of the movie, I have so many basically notes for her. they're doing like a whole big drag performance. Um, Wait, should we? Yeah, yeah, you, and, you can just go there. We'll go back a little bit. Yeah. There was nothing that happened in the middle. Well, I was just gonna say. Uh... <laughs> oh, um, wait, never mind. She's um. saying, oh, she sings, there are worse things I could do. There are oh worse things I could yes. do. And okay. she sings it beautifully. So, yes, okay, so right. Debbie Reynolds shows up, Debbie Reynolds shows up randomly uh, at their performance. And it's like, yeah, I'll perform with you. I'm wearing an underwire bra right now, as if that's the only requirement. <laughs> well, for her. And they, and they do a performance, and she is, like, lounging on a piano singing, there are worse things I could do. And then near the end, the uh, mobsters show up and start, like, shooting. And uh, they have this weird, like, Scooby-Doo chase. Yeah, they have, like, a Benny Hill. <laughs> and then the cops show up and the cops arrest the mobsters but which, the first the cops are in the, on in the the ben, benny hill sketch yeah. fun the slapstick yeah. fun and the so, cops didn't do anything like stop they were like part of the benny hill bit yes and yeah. as a black person cops are rarely slapstick fun so <laughs> just, they're usually not that fun right. <laughs> But Admit- it makes sense that they would have disregard very, for a gay club. Admittedly, as well. very woke of this movie to have the two protagonists like outright reject the idea of contacting the police for the entire movie, because the police were in on it in Chicago. But it makes sense that they wouldn't be in on it yeah. in, in LA. LA. Yeah, no, no, no. The LA <clears throat> cops are known. Especially in two thousand four, for being very clean cut, not corrupt, <laughs> super cool, super cool guys. The LAPD. They're really just trying to serve <laughs> the community. Thank really, you for your endorsement. <laughs> guys, guys, guys! They took an oath. They took an oath to serve and protect. Okay. <laughs> oh God. So, so the cops at the end of this movie miraculously um, end up doing more good than harm for once in their lives. What a fairy tale. <laughs> and, <laughs> and afterwards, they like arrest the guys and like send them on their I way. Don't know. I uh, and a some, lot and, of plot we skipped. Like, I yeah, we, mi- we missed a lot. So but, yeah. but I just want to talk about this bit at the end where after they leave, somebody's like, well, they try to just finish the performance. I <laughs> know. <laughs> The drag queens are just like, okay, take it from 76 trombones. And somebody raises their hand and goes, no, no, no. No, what no was it was Debbie Reynolds. It was Debbie Reynolds. Okay, okay. She somebody, goes, oh, no, no, you're right. No, no, somebody else. else. Somebody else says, what was that? 
Um, either De- Tony, Tony or Nia. Yucca, yucca. That was our uh, Guys and Dolls tribute. And they're oh, about yeah, to do it again yeah. when Debbie Reynolds just goes, one, whoa. <laughs> uh-uh. That's, uh-uh. I reject that. Because <laughs> like, I had a whole on? solo that y'all missed for this whole gag. Okay. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I was not told that there would be physical comedy involved in this piece. I could have brought out my pratfalls. <laughs> Obviously, this was not planned. What happened? So then Connie and Carla Come say, clean. have you ever seen me they didn't even no oh yeah they God. didn't even come clean they were just like figure it out stupid they, <laughs> the they just go uh, like not to give away the whole thing but we were lying about who we were I love and when uh, like, what? what and then it turns out that they are cis women I actually and they have to prove it but the entire, by showing their titties to everybody so fucking weird but the the fact <laughs> that the entire on. reveal the just fact keep your wig the on. fact that this, <laughs> this entire reveal happens because. When Tony and Nia say it was a Guys and Dolls tribute, everybody except for Debbie Reynolds seems cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Debbie's like, no, 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 give me the truth. Yeah, She yeah. was their ultimate it. undoing. You're right. She should have been in the whole movie moving the plot along. Oh like, why are you with David Duchovny? Yeah. What, like, really? No, 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 no. Don't give me no jokes. Why? Why are you with this toxic masculinity she sh- mascot? She should have sat, <laughs> yeah. sat, the- sat them down and been like, listen, it's 2004. <laughs> Society will never be more tolerant of the gays than it is now, which is why it's okay for this movie to be happening at this moment in time. I also loved, like, it was very dated because it was very obvious that we're supposed to applaud David Duchovny for doing the bare oh, Finally. Oh. You know, I like, really thought maybe... they were going to just let him go when he was like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, like, that that's what I good. wanted. Yeah. That's real. I wish that would have happened. Yeah. He's like, this is not for me. Leave, leaves the plot, does not come back in. Yeah, Although, way better. And it's not David Duchovny's fault. Oh, real life like, David Duchovny? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, character, obviously... character David oh, no, Duchovny, really? obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real, real life, life David, David Duchovny. If your name's Jeff, you're very much part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Duchovny is not welcome on the podcast. <laughs> and neither is Jeff. If you were hoping to guess. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Jeff. Think fucking again. Well, and neither is Megan McCain. Duchovny. She asked to be on. Megan. I'm sure she would. No, she, she wants she to did. run her mouth all Megan, over the place. Megan McCain tweeted that she loves Tony Collette. No, no, no. Bring her, bring her ass on the pod. Yeah, I, I would love that. You want to come that. back and be would one there with me? Yeah, love I would watch that. To, to trap Megan Bring McCain her into in this, this tiny basement. ass, hot ass room yeah. and be like, all right, so what's the tea? This, this bring her into this basement in Queens. <laughs> She'll come. She's She'll not come. coming. And just berate the shit out of and her. And just watch her cry. I want to. I, I want my dream episode is for Fun Mom Dinner to yeah. have on Megan McCain and Joy Behar. Oh wow! And Can we just, get Joy? And and and, and just be like. So, what do y'all think about uh, working mothers? Oh, I want to have Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselbeck on <gasps> for fun mom. Time. Oh wow, yes. What a, okay, that's a deep let's cut bring fight. it back. Yeah, that oh is a deep God. cut. Fight. I used to watch that on YouTube at like two a.m. every night. I want to. I want to have uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Kathy Griffin. Ooh, I want to have. Um, I, I want to have, have either Gwyneth of them and Winona. <laughs> Gwyneth and Winones. Oh yeah, because yeah. they look like us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is your podcast, so I would disrespect you. Uh, while we're talking about him, <laughs> y'all do look like that. <laughs> well, Sam know, looks like Winona. I, know I don't our know listeners if I look like Gwyneth. Oh, I thought I, just I didn't know who it. was who. 
Uh, you're right. Actually, you do look a little bit like. No, Madonna. that's is that racist? That's racist. <laughs> racist. You say that to all the. White I say that girls. to all the white girls. I no, do. but Sam does. I endorse. I endorse. Sam looks like Madonna. No, Sam looks like Kira Knightley. Is... Oh. Yes, you do. That's you look like a reading ass Kira Knightley. Oh, a reading. By a what? When was the last time you saw Kira Knightley? <laughs> to be fair, that's been a long time. I I do assume every skinny white girl looks like Kira Knightley, and they love it. So it works for yeah. me. That's, that's there was this girl who came up to me in my freshman year of college who um looked she, like who, who i had previously <laughs> now i had i had previously told somebody else in one of my classes um hey that girl looks like the girl from orphan and <gasps> and it was her and, and the girl from orphan oh. came up to me and she was like People tell me I look like Winona Ryder, but I think you look more like Winona Ryder. Ooh. And I said, I don't think either of us looks like Winona Ryder. I think you look like the girl from Orphan. And then she didn't talk to me anymore. Wait, the girl from, the like little girl? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Oh, wait, was it? Was no, it, it was. It wasn't actually. Oh, her. it wasn't. No. Oh, like, yeah. Um, see, no, I, I was not paying I attention. I very much I thought it was actually her. The way you met her? Wait, she gave me a performance. <laughs> Who was it? I, I don't remember her name. She was like an English major. Oh, great, 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 great. Some friend. So while we're on the topic of David Duchovny, I wonder if we could briefly tell our listeners about that storyline. <sighs> so Robert is um, one of the queens. Uh, Peaches? Yes, yes he's Peaches. Peaches. He was not in Cream. In Cream. Peaches. Actually, in Cream is a really good drag what name. In cream it. was great. It was on my in, list. In apostrophe, <laughs> in apostrophe Cream. Um, and... His brother wants to come back into his life. He was kicked out of his home by his parents as a child. And his brother... Which you didn't know at the time. Yeah, his yeah. brother thinks that he just left, which is so uh, Even the audience thought he left, though. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. And then and then his brother's trying to reach out to him because he's getting married to some fucking thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, not even... <laughs> he's he's considering proposing to He's her. considering right. and, proposing to and this cold-hearted Republican. And when Nia asks him why, he's just like, I don't know, we've been dating for a couple years. <laughs> he's like... I guess I have to make the it, commitment. It was the, the most weakest like, man. Yeah. When yeah. he goes to meet so his strange. brother, he puts on a brother meeting wig. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not. Okay, I'm going to go right now and say I am never going to step on anyone's self expression. But if you're meeting your homophobic brother for the first time in like 20 years and you are. <laughs> Put on an Ellen DeGeneres wig he to do it. No, thank you. There but he also, there, there, he also has his real hair visible in like 80% of the movie. Oh my God. There's yeah, also this weird sort of um like recurring thing throughout the movie of the drag queens just like hanging out in drag. Well, some of them, I mean, that's not uncommon. Really? Oh, is that a thing? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, the hanging okay. out at the bar in half drag. Sure. <laughs> like, okay. But I mean, like some people don't actually feel comfortable being seen like out of drag. Out of drag. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but like being in the full campy beat. I, yeah. I this doubt wasn't it. that yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were trying to show like there's a there are I'm not a film critic, but there <clears> are <throat> like queer film critics that talk about this image of queer people, trans people, drag queens being seen in that like in between space in right. the transition as like a wink wink nudge nudge fun fun. And I I mean look. I'm not going to give this film any grace. And <laughs> further to that point, to go meet your brother in a 70s leisure suit <laughs> and a soccer mom kitten wig and be like, I'm just easing him into it. The like, wig's girl, name's no. Karen. <laughs> that wig called a manager or two. Oh, his, his. <laughs> but then it was, he sits down with him and he's like, this isn't going to work. 
And my like, my problem with that scene was the whole like time leading up until he put on the Karen wig was that he had his real hair in like the scene. And he yeah. was like, yeah, I just didn't want him to see, be seen in my bald cap. So take off the bald cap. Or a better wig. Put on a better yeah. wig. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really the Anything issue. Anything but the choice you made would have been like, fine. bolder lip. Sure, like, go in full drag or, yeah. or just not a wig. Like, go God. big or go home. Go yeah. big or go stay home. <laughs> go he never, he never home. had like well, an actual Well, and that actually brings me to my other point about the when they were in half drag. I, it felt like to me they were only ever really in half drag at the bar. So to me, it yeah. felt like it did. I didn't register me until you brought it up because I just felt like it was like a safe yeah. space that they were like they could be in that transitional period. He never Backstage did that. Backstage is a safe space. Yeah, he, <laughs> he never did that um, in any other scene. He was always either on stage in full drag, or in just like regular clothes, or then meeting his brother yeah. in, right. in yeah. that random no, way. No, you're absolutely right. It was very strange. Also, they never mentioned that like the issue is that he's gay. The issue is that he does drag, right? They do right. keep, and that oh, is a yeah. thing in families. Yeah, sure. But like, it's like they were avoiding the gay thing. No, I, don't I think they ever yeah. said that. They word. never say no. that. Yeah, never that's right. Like, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Whatever. It was interesting. I mean, um. Yeah, and then so Connie bonds with him, and it's really, I'm like, why do you even want to be, why are you even interested in this homophobic? And like, I get maybe she didn't have a broad, no, that's not an excuse for her because. No, there's no excuse. She loves musical theater. She's from Chicago. It's not like she's from Kansas. Yeah. And then she, like, goes to be, to work in a drag club. And is around called the handlebar. I wanna Yes. Oh, I was look like, at you, detail. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, if this isn't a gay club, so help me God. She's around gays. <laughs> she's around gay people and drag queens for her job now, her new life. And they live and with her. She still falls in love with a homophobic asshole. Why is that so, not a turnoff? But she yeah. falls in love with him because of his homophobia. Yes. They yeah. they fall in love because he's like, uh, getting my nails done, gross. Right. <laughs> and she's like, let me do your nails. And he's like, but you're a guy. And then like, the... she never once reads as a guy in no. drag. No. Oh right, <laughs> right. Oh, okay, I also, judged her so hard. For who? This. It's impossible. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Do is it even possible to wear a breastplate without covering up the neck part? Oh, no, my God, those boobs are real. And also, who's wearing breastplates to their rehearsals, their dance rehearsals in nothing in but their jeans, own apartment? In their, yeah. <laughs> come on, girl. And then they were all like, nobody was like, oh, this must have been at especially least when implants. they were like feeling her up. Yes, oh, there's that weird scene. Yes. Yeah, you there's have to see the top of the boobs somewhere. For our listeners, there's a scene where they're rehearsing a dance, um, and. Connie and Carla are both, you know, fully like presenting like female. Like because 75%. That's, yeah, like 75%. Yeah. Uh, and the other and the other queens are just kind of on like out no, of like out, out of drag. Yeah, yeah. Out of drag. Oh, yeah, they're rehearsing. Yeah. And one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and one where, of them and one of them asks them, like, why are you in drag? And they say, like, oh, it helps us like rehearse. I don't know. And then one <clears> of them uh, is just like just starts touching near Rodolfo's boobs. Oh, wasn't yeah, it? And Alpa, the beautiful Alpa. And I think like asks her some question about like what do you use for your boobs or yeah. something? And then Every queen comes over and is like, "Wow, they feel so real," and it's just like fully. Like, it was also because um, Tony Collette pressured 
them yeah. all to feel her to up. feel them. Oh my yes, god! Yes. Yeah, the first one feels her boobs, and but then Tony's she, like, she, "You should all feel them." You know, get a sense of she it. was. She and knew was her like, friend dang, was horny dang. and wanted that though, so it was fine. That's they, they shared a the look. Why. <laughs> That's why they made <laughs> a big fat Greek wedding too. Um, but I have That's to say, Maldrag Maldrag is definitely is is definitely embraced in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like your day daytime daytime drag. You're wearing like a sweatsuit, a breastplate. And a soccer mom wig, <laughs> and you're going to the named mall. Karen. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a question based on when Connie asks um, Jeff to come to her apartment, and I have a question for Andrew. Okay. And it is a quote from the movie: "Do straight guys drink coffee?" Yeah, I didn't understand why. I have to ask you that. Yes, we do. Mm. Um, How much? What kind? Depends on how depressed I am. What kind um, of coffee? Hot or iced? I do iced. <gasps> wow. I do nothing but I iced. don't think you're straight. <laughs> oh. Iced coffee has become a new... This is the premise of our web series. <laughs> uh, can I just say that I was like, uh, yeah, I did not know here. that you were straight until you said that, and now I no longer feel safe in this room. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? But I didn't do anything. Ice coffee. You're heterosexual. Has been You've done enough. New. I've, def- I've had I've had that feeling before in freshman year. I um I, I I assumed that Martin Lewis was gay for the first like month that I knew him. How? And then one day, because of everything about him, and because He's one day too tall. One There's day. not a height restriction. There is. <laughs> Too tall. There is. No plenty very tall gays. I just like to there assume the no best There are no gays people. above five feet. <laughs> <and a half. laughs> I just assume every no, dude I meet is, be- is Because gay. I had movement <laughs> with Martin, and Professor Strauss hated us both, and I was like, oh, whatever. No. At least I have like a friendly like uh, like guy that I can like be friends with in this class. And then Chelsea came over one day in not like hysterics, but just like, like Martin Lewis is straight. And I was like, no, he's not. And, and I never felt safe again. I went to movement the next day. And I was like, I didn't know that like, because I, cause you know, we have to be talking about our bodies and movement and stuff. And I was so like terrified of anything even remotely physical. We have to do all these exercises where we were like giving each other massages and like, and like doing like partner dances. And I was like the biggest virgin on the planet earth. And we would have to be doing these Still exercises, are. relax. And, <laughs> We would have to do these exercises where, like, one person would stand in the middle of the room and the others have to, like, walk around them and, like, analyze their posture out loud. And I was like, I put my trust. The only person in this room who I trusted was a straight man. Oof. And I, and I was, like, upset. And I, like, you I... should have been. Yeah. Choices. Those yeah. are bad choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was, man. I, I, I was like, who do I trust now? Like... Me. Jo- in my movement class. Oh. Well, I was there sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> when when you missed yours and you have to I make up, up a yeah. class. Everyone cares about that. But I'm sorry, what was that about? Straight male culture and coffee? Y'all drink oh, coffee? So oh, no, gays, <laughs> gays drink iced coffee only yeah. in winter, sub-zero. I mean, that, but that for me, that's a Massachusetts thing as well. Mm. Like, that's just how I grew up. Every like, gay if you drank hot coffee. Oh, are you from Massachusetts? Yeah. So you're straight and racist. That's crazy. Ooh. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> My wigs left again, out the door. I have done nothing wrong. <laughs> you are a heterosexual man from Massachusetts. It's only it's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I should not have had that mimosa. As somebody, who, um, as somebody who has been very close friends with Andrew for the past year, 
I can say that if he hasn't done anything bad to you yet, or have if he hasn't said anything to offend you, he will in about ten minutes. Oh, oh. set a timer. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good sport. Yeah, let's set, give it up for the straight man. Set the timer man. now, I guess. Not, <laughs> you don't want to push him to a mass shooting. Let's just. Oh let's what did I do to you? Ah. Relax, Andrew. You're raising wow. your voice. You're getting wow, very emotional. I feel I'm feeling very unsafe. I feel very unsafe. This is a lot this of like toxic. straight male aggression that I'm. I'm. You know, I'm not gonna call the police. Though. That's what I'm not gonna do. We're not calling the police. <laughs> I'll just calm down. <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, do straight guys drink coffee? Ask Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. I was like, why would you ask? Like, that's just a... When it you, was a joke. It was a way to get for her to get him to come I to her know, apartment. but it was just very like, It was. It, was a, it was a joke. Obviously, it was a bad he, he was joke. There were having, a lot of them there was in this a movie. Lot he was having a Mulan. He was, we, they were having a Mulan moment. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. <gasps> At yes! the end of the movie, when she says that she's a girl, and you can see like the realization wash over his face, where he's Ugh, like, "The relief." I can fuck her. Can we? Can we also talk about the fact that they gave him? a Oh my god, you came to the show. He obviously came extremely late because yeah. not only did he miss the entire show, but he missed the he like missed hijinks. The shooting. He missed the shooting. <laughs> he missed gunshots and came in and was like, "Wait, you're a girl." He missed the Debbie Reynolds solo. He missed Debbie fucking. Re- he like, probably didn't even know who she is. He didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked in, there was no like, oh, hey, it's Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, fr- Why are you with like, him? Neither I feel like that should have been a bigger man. deal than it was that Debbie Reynolds is at this like. I would have loved. Theater. I would have loved if he came in and was just like right after the shooting, everybody's freaking out. They just out like outed themselves as women. He comes in, he goes like, guys, Debbie Reynolds was here. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been so funny. Would've been so good. That would have made the movie ten times like so worth much it. better. Yes. Oh man, yeah, no. Oh fuck. Oh, okay. see, it's. Did you guys? I know y'all are young, <laughs> and also, <laughs> even if you're older, you might not remember this song. There was a song on the radio called "David Duchovny." Why won't you love me? Does no one remember this song? No. Oh Why my! Would I? Me and the bitch that wrote it are the only ones who remember that song. <laughs> <laughs> was it Nia Verdala? It it should. I really think she just wrote this and was like, "David Duchovny should be in it because I want to make out with him," and didn't think yeah. like, "Should this character have like personality mm. and like a reason to if be?" If you showed me a picture of David Duchovny, I could automatically assume he had no personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should are we ready to move on to awards? Um, I think I think I am. Yeah. yeah sure. Am I okay. done getting it? Oh, one more thing. When Debbie says, "When uh, when the guy um, stands up and is like." They're women. They're not men. And she stands up and goes, oh, honey, who is anymore? <laughs> that was. I liked that. That yeah, was that was that ahead was of its great. time. That was ahead of its time. That was fantastic. Oh, because as we know, there are no men in 2019. Oh, if yeah. only. And if there are, there <laughs> <be>. <clears throat> If anybody's a man listening to this podcast, I kindly invite you to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Just I say. don't want you. <laughs> Oh, and also, one more thing. I'm sorry. I'm so off track. It's okay. Why were they shaming plastic surgery? Oh, my God. I wrote this down, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's when they should have been found out. They were being body positive, (laughs) though, for the most part, kind of. That one scene. That one scene. Tony was. Tony was. I did did kind of (laughs) dig the line, if he doesn't love you when you look like a map. (laughs) (laughs) That That was was truly funny. I thought. Hit the road. See, I wrote down my favorite line was um, 
you weren't in Nam, you have to call it Vietnam. Vietnam. That's yeah. very funny. There were some very one. funny lines in this movie where I'm like, you did write my big fat Greek wedding, but exactly. it was clouded by the horrible plot and the horrible rest of the movie. The horrible um, music, like the like the orchestrations. Oh, yeah. And the like opening title like font with the curtain that looked like Looney right. Tunes. But they got clearance and for all the, of the show tunes, though. So. And, and, and all of the music sounded like... Fro- like, like like it was from one of the Beethoven movies, like with the dog. Oh my God! Wait, hold on. Do not come for the Beethoven movies. No, but <laughs> yeah, but is the score good? Fair enough. You're right. No, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But but slow your roll. <laughs> okay, let's move on to awards. Here on the Tony Awards, we deliver awards to every movie. Uh, first one being best prop. So Jake, what was your best prop? I'm sorry, I have my answer up here. Uh, my best prop was oh, this is really funny. I'm glad we didn't cover it yet. Um, my prop was the bag of cocaine. Oh! Um, because so when they flee to LA, the mobsters put like a kilo in in Connie's purse. No, and Carla's purse, and then they're on the road driving at night, and then she like opens, she's like, "What's in this bag?" And then like the cocaine flies, fills the car with yeah, white dust. Yeah, it was spring loaded. Yeah. And then the next scene, she's so high, talking so <laughs> fast to herself. Yes. She's like, that was my best prop. Yes, oh, that was mine. Yes. That was oh, really that, was it yours? That was a good a, it wasn't mine, but okay. it was it was definitely on the <clears throat> short list because it's the first time I've ever seen anybody hotbox a car with coke. Right. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay, this movie is innovative. <laughs> and then I'll downhill from there. What's your best prop? Oh, my best prop was the um, fringe vest with the beads, the beaded fringe vest. It was used as both a sight gag and a weapon. Yeah, as it should be. I love a piece of camp clothing that can be used in a moment of violence. And Mm -hmm. so that's my my choice for best prop. That is weaponized femininity. Oh, girl. Hello. Remember on like 2012 on Tumblr when people would talk about weaponized femininity? Be like, you should have your eyeliner be sharp enough to kill a man. And that's feminism. Is buying products from the makeup industry, which is led by men... (laughs) And filled with carcinogens. <laughs> yes, come through third wave. My best prop was the the dog bobblehead on the dashboard. Because I didn't notice. You didn't I notice detail. every time they were so every time it was the two shot in the car where it was the two of them, the dog, even if they were parked. The dog's bo- the head was moving, Aww. and it was the most distracting thing because nothing they were saying mattered, and I was just like, uh huh, watching the dog <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Even during the fight scene. Even during the well, no, because the fight scene they were back. It was um cut out because it was oh, the, yeah. right, they right, would right, go right, into right. the the um coverage. Wow, Sam. Uh, my best prop was homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it killed with them, but we've used that before as we've a best prop. Oh, damn, see? I was so Sam. impressed. <laughs> we've used feminism. We've used homosexuality. We've used womanhood. We've used Tony Collette. <laughs> well, it yeah. is Tony Collette's filmography, so to be fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, how is it a prop? You're right. Andrew, what was your best Tony moment? Uh, so for me, it was the when the... The guys from the bar show up the first time, and they're panicking. And Tony puts on the shaving cream on her face as if she was like mid shave, and the whole scene she like they never acknowledge it. 
<laughs> like good. it was just where a beard should be. <laughs> well, that's what you you know you walk around your house and shave your beard. But like, don't you? yeah, exactly. Like it was like <laughs> that was the best you could do. You didn't need to do anything. That's yeah. true. Their faces were extremely obvious the whole time. Yeah. Uh, my best Tony moment was on when they were doing that bus tour of L.A. <gasps> And Tony asked if they could go to Debbie Reynolds' house. Because <laughs> that was, um, that at the risk of Jerry Williams uh, hating me forever, that was a very relatable moment. Oh. Jake, what was yours? Um, mine was actually in the car scene as well. But it was a specific part where, so she's had this full breakdown, and she's like in crazy drag, and she has a huge pile of hair, and like her makeup is interesting. And then she grabs uh, Connie's face and says, You've been weird. (laughs) (laughs) And when she was like, I was at the mall by myself all day. (laughs) You left me at the mall. That was my favorite. Okay, Sharia. All right, I guess I'm going to make my best Tony moment her... I'm going to make my best Tony moment the the Butch Queen Jesus first time at a ball when they do... When they do Jesus Christ Superstar. When she does drag as Jesus. She does drag. It's the most, it's a quality Jesus drag. And then she takes the beard off. And takes the beard off. The beard was great. The eyeliner was fabulous. The hair was great. It was one of the best drag Jesus I've ever seen. To show you our friends drag Jesus. (gasps) Okay, I don't know. I'll I'll judge that against that as well. (laughs) Shout out to Maggie. Uh, okay, our next award is the Custom Award, which we can all decide Ooh. what that is. Um, uh, Sharia, do you want to go first? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Andrew, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first okay. again. Um, for me, it was the it was right in like the, the beginning, and it was the best use of white privilege when the guy's getting murdered, and the cop shows up, and he automatically trusts the cop before he's shot dead by the cop. Mm. And I was white like, only, gone wrong. only a white, only a white guy would be like, cop. Thank God, the Thank cops God are the here. Cops are... Yeah, and they're always working with the Russians. <laughs> True. Uh, my custom award was um, the Title IX award for sexual harassment. Goes to the bus tour host when Nir Vardalos asks him where they can catch dinner That's and right. a show. The the guy just goes my face, and then it like switches to another scene. <laughs> that guy is actually also another Felicity alum. He plays Greg Lumberg on Felicity, another shitty straight white guy. So he clearly has a type. Amazing. <laughs> Not a good wisecrack though. I'm yeah. too bad it was really rude. Yeah. Yeah and gross. Yeah. Jake. Okay, so I have the best shade award goes to Debbie Reynolds because this is the best part of the movie besides the Evita part. Um, so when Tony says, has everyone who here has seen Yentl and everyone in the bar raises their hand and then it's a shot of Debbie not raising her <gasps> hand right. looking around because she didn't want to support Barbara Streisand. <laughs> She's like, oh, this many people. Okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was so good. I didn't you pick that up. I love that. That's great. Okay. All right. Now I'm ready for mine. Mine would be, my award would go, it would be called Best Cat, 
acting in a supportive role um, to the white cat that uh, Carla's boyfriend is holding oh and crying, <laughs> who is like following all of his like moans with a. So it's AQ and quality acting, quality acting from a cat. It's such a pointless. That was it made no sense. Winning. Made no sense Show and cat. was amazing yeah. and it was like a nice breakup from the monotony of uh, stayed homophobia and nonsense. I also have nonsense. my best drag <laughs> names. Mm. Are you sure you're Let's see if mine is on there. Okay. Uh, the two that I wrote down was uh, Bells of the Balls, which I thought was pretty clever. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. Um, and on. then the they're riffing on the giving the guy the uh-huh. name, and the one that stuck out with me most was Patty Pooper. Uh, that was your favorite? That was your yeah, favorite? that was my favorite. I mean, it wasn't a good one. Oh. Uh, Patio furniture was mine. I think that's yeah, a that real. A that is that's a real drag. Because I, I could hear I a love, bit yeah, like, I patio love furniture. Whole... I mean, you know what they say. It, it, you know, life is a and patio. As long as patio door. furniture is hella There's Irish. There's a through line in this film. <laughs> All right, uh, we have reached almost the end of our podcast. We oh. have two more segments to go. First segment oh, yeah. is called "Is It Better Than the Hours" with Jake. Uh, Jake's favorite movie <laughs> I think we that we made that very clear. Jake's favorite movie that we've covered so far has been "The Hours," yeah. which is also a staple of gay cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jake, is this movie better than "The Hours"? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, now we're moving on to plugs. Uh, I'm going to link to everybody's twitters and Instagrams and stuff in the show notes, so you don't have to say them out loud right now. You don't have to spell them. Uh, just let me know. This is coming out in a couple weeks. So if you have anything coming up uh, after October 15th. Sam, do you have anything coming up? Uh, Andrew and I wrote a web series together. And it's coming out at October some point. 3rd. October 3rd. Mean Girls Day. Mean Girls Day. Also a good day. Uh, It's called Friend Zoned. It's based on Andrew's life. And it's a web series about what happens. As we establish in the second act of this podcast. (laughs) It's a web series about what happens when you find out that your gay best friend is not gay. Uh, Sharia, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I do. Sorry, that was amazing. Um, yes, I do. So, well, I have one thing to plug. Uh, October 3rd is the first uh, Loud Bitch Comedy. Me and Rebecca Hyman host a show. It's a queer POC femme forward comedy show. This Thursday, October 3rd, but it, uh, this will come out after that. So it'll be the first Thursday of, of every month. So the next one will be November 7th. And it'll be a great lineup. It's queer forward, femme friendly, and um, we have one diversity comic who is a cis straight white man who gets five minutes, and then we roast him. So, <laughs> and then we give him like a tiara. So, <laughs> so you know, come out, Love Bitch Comedy, Brooklyn House of Comedy, eight p.m. Come out. Fantastic. Wait, so when is this coming out? After October. October. After, after after the first one. Let but, me, uh, yeah. Oh wait. November seventh, eight PM. That'll be that's the when the next one will be. Yeah, I mean we'll be streaming on Sterable.com yeah. um starting October third every week. Yeah, we're gonna it's be coming posting out October eighth, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Every week we're gonna be posting a new episode on Sterable.com and just put in the search for yeah. a network, huh? And we then, have a, I know. And then after <laughs> someone was that, like, Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> and all you had to do was make an account on the website. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and after af- after they're all done being unsterable, we're putting them on YouTube, right? Yes, okay. for more money. For more money. It's a cat. YouTube is a cat. Definitely a cash grab. Yeah. Do you guys swear in it? 
a lot. Yes. Okay. Well, no cash for you. No, no but money that's for you. Okay. But Wait, you can't. No. Uh, but you can Patreon. You can do a Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can. You, you can find ways around it. Yeah. Well, Sterable was like, we don't give a fuck. They won't yeah. like. Um. Yeah. They won't like. Sterable is also ad free and it's free. So. Cool. Plug for Sterable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one last plug on Halloween. Mine and Jake's improv team, Type Principles, is competing in cage match at UCB. Uh, we'll drop a link to that in the show notes as well. And that is the end of our podcast officially. Thank you for coming with us on this journey. I hope that you watch the movie Connie and Carla. I don't. And hopefully this podcast was better than Connie and Carla. It was. It was. I I think it was. I farted and it was better than Connie and Carla. (laughs) You farted in the booth? I'm very subtle. I put put my dog to sleep in 2012 and it was better than Connie and Carla. When I found out you were straight, I farted. I was like, oh, good. Don't cry for me, Argentina. (laughs) Don't cry for me. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you.